Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. And I have some special guests today. We have uh, Ishmael Perez, Jenny Lee. We're going to be talking about Ishmael's book, which is fantastic. The information on it is, is pretty outstanding. Ishmael, you've been on a lot of shows. Jenny and I have done some shows together. It's, a, it's an honor to have you on because I, I think you've you informed a lot of us. And, uh, you know, as an intuitive, you know, I, I see your information and I'm like, you spot on, you spot on, you spot on. And uh, I, I see truth, you know, in, in a lot of your information. A lot of the stuff that I've, I've thought about was accurate, you have validated. So it's been fantastic. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump in and start asking questions. Sure. So I've been a hermit. Uh, before I came to the scene, um, I was a hermit for about 15 to 20 years. And I did support myself. Uh, you know, many people are asking, well, how did he support himself when he was doing all that research and writing his books? Um, I had a job. I had a daytime job. You know, um, I worked five, six hours a day. I would come home and dedicate my life to research and uh, gathering information because I believe that, you know, we are living in a times where the people of the earth need to know the bigger picture regarding the galactic scenario and the cosmic scenario. So I raised two kids. My daughter is now 22 years old. She's been on her own ever since. I have a son that's 16 and he's doing great, a straight A student. I have a wife that is battling terminal illness. So I've been, you know, juggling and balancing myself between my um, my mission as a star awakened starseed here on the earth to bring forth information and, you know, living my third dimensional so-called life, whatever you want to call it. So I, I did work uh, in the process of, of researching and writing my book throughout the years. That's why it took me 20 years to write that book. It is really dense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most people that, that read the book tell me that sometimes they have to read it two to three times, but it's good because they're, they're absorbing and capturing all that information. And in, in most cases, many people have actually thanked me because I, I filled in a lot of gaps and a lot of missing puzzles that they couldn't really, you know, figure out for themselves. So I'm getting a lot of good feedback from all over the world from people who have read the book. So apparently this book was meant to be. Uh, and even when I was writing it, Michael and Jenny, I, I was led by something greater than myself. You know, there was times where I would wake up at three in the morning because I felt that inspiration, that motivation. I would uh, pop open my laptop and start writing and it would just flow. And so that's how that book came about. You know, when I, when I uncovered the entire cosmic scenario and then I, and when I figured out that the earth was actually at the center of this cosmic war. Fabulous. So I, I do, thank you. I do consider myself a, a cosmic ambassador to the earth, uh, representing an intergalactic alliance uh, of benevolent races known as the Emerald Order, uh, which, uh, you know, many would consider the guardian races and stuff. So I do represent that. I am also a Melchizedek by birth, by blood. I, I do come from a very uh, you know powerful lineage that could be traceable back to King David and Solomon. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, uh, I'll let Jenny Lee uh, take the first question. I, I have a million questions. Uh, okay. And uh, I know Jenny Lee's been working with you for a little bit. So, Jenny Lee, you want to start us off? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, then I guess I'll ask the first question because uh, I got okay. I got a lot of them ready. So you talk about uh, in in the history, uh, and I think that's a great way to start uh, in your in your chapter. Let me see if I pull it up. 
Uh, chapter 10, the real history of Earth is more than a few thousand years. So I, I was like, yeah, he's kicking it. But you went so like you're talking about. I have to like reread this stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, and I, I had thought some of the stuff, but you t you fill it in the gaps like you're talking about. And that's what I love about uh, this book and uh, your work. So I know you talk about disclosure. It's almost like you're doing disclosure and uh, it's you're already starting that process. So that's that's fantastic. Tell us a little bit how uh, the Galactic uh, Council started contacting you. I know you do a good, great meditation practice. You're a very spiritual guy. How did that start and how did it lead to this information flowing? So right after I finished my first book at the age of 26, um, called The Secret Government, revealing uh, the truth about the two brotherhoods. You know, we I, I revealed the truth about the Luciferian Brotherhood and, and their Babylonian origin. And then I, I talk about the Brotherhood of Light and their um, uh, Mesopotamian origin, which could be traceable through the descendants of, of the original uh, Israelites going back to Abraham. And then I, I revealed the true history of the earth based on this battle between these two brotherhoods, which is now culminating with the defeat of the cabal, you know, or the deep state, luckily, uh, in favor of the forces of light. So basically, in the first book, I cover the history of the White Hats. I cover the history of the Alliance uh, going back to Abraham, uh, but technically really going back to Atlantis. So this isn't anything new. You know, we're, we're, we're actually fighting the same war that the forces of light were fighting during the times of Atlantis, but under a different time in a, in, in a different place now. And so this is the final battle. And so that's what I revealed in my first book. Um, I tie in everything every event from 9-11 to all the wars, how it ties into these, you know, uh, secret societies and stuff. And then when I uncovered how even the war between the white hats and the dark hats was rather a proxy war of a greater galactic war involving, you know, the galactic federation, uh, which consists of benevolent ETs, uh, most of which are humanoid, some are different, um, how they've been actually fighting the same war we've been fighting here on the earth, but on a galactic level. So what the dark hats have been trying to do here on this planet in, in, in implementing this fascist world dictatorship, which is something that they've been trying to do since the days of Atlantis. And it's failed mm -hmm. because of, you know, of the history of the White Hats who have always been there to neutralize it. It is the same war it's been going on in our galaxy between the Galactic Federation and the Draco Orion Empire, except on a galactic level, the Draco Orion Empire wanted to implement this huge galactic empire for millions of years. So what we're witnessing here is the end result of that war. And that's why I always say that the Earth was in the middle of this whole thing. And um, according to my research and according to the downloads, the Galactic Federation uh, has already secured the war in space. You know, so all these rumors that uh, that the Orion Empire is still operating, um, that is false information because they're trying to divert us, divert us from the positive ascending timeline where the forces of light already secured the ascension process of mankind. So when I was about 27, 26, that's when it really clicked. That's when I started opening up to my higher galactic self. I was getting downloads from the different Pleiadian commanders, um, downloads from the Syrian High Council. Uh, and of course, uh, I, in the process of getting these downloads, I came to understand that I was actually the leader of the Lyran forces. So all the Lyran commanders answered to me. Uh, I know it's hard to explain right now, but we are multidimensional. So a, a portion of ourselves is also operating on different dimensions. So I do operate a mothership. While I'm down here on the earth, you know, existing, being a father, being a husband, I'm also doing galactic work up there. So to me, it was just a matter of, of um, reconnecting with that galactic version of myself. And so ever since then, um, the, our cosmic origin has been in progress and it took me about 10 years to put 
all that information and condense it into a, almost a 300 page manuscript. Um, but I go more than just over the Galactic War. I talk about the 12 major creations. I talk about the, the, uh, the multiverse and the organization of cosmos, how even our local universe is organized into a bigger cosmic body um, that relates to the mother universe. And then I also back it up by quantum physics and cutting edge science, which clearly um, identifies or reveals that we are part of a multiverse system. So yeah, I mean, that book is, is, in a, is an attempt to explain everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, and uh, the cosmic origins uh, is, is a fabulous book. Uh, you know, when I heard you talk about it and I think uh, Nicholas Vinyamin show, uh, I, I ordered it and I've been reading it. It's very, very informative, uh, but it's, it's great to have you on to, uh, you know, uh, go into the detail uh, the stuff that's that's in there. Now you you were talking about nine eleven and all the different things. This is part of the the Draco, the Draco and the Cabal. So tell us, you talk about that in your history, uh, how the Draco came in and took down Maldek and all that kind of stuff. Can you go Absolutely. a little bit into that? Mm -hmm. Sure. So so during the first seating, which uh, took place approximately four million years ago, our entire solar system was inhabited by different advanced extraterrestrial races that existed in harmony um, and then there was an infiltration through the planet mars and that explains why the martian colony you know became subjugated to the to the draco because there was a portal that uh, accessed the orion empire or the draco system to mars and that's how the draco were able to build a secret military outpost on what used to be known as planet maldek which is now known as the culture belt which it was blown up by planet nibiru as you know which then was working for the syrian high council so that's when the Draco first infiltrated our solar system about 4 million years ago. And in that process, the Draco ended up destroying all the different uh, civilizations that existed within our solar system. Back then, not only was the Earth populated, uh, Venus was populated, Mars was populated, uh, and including Saturn and the jovial planets. Uh, you know, they were existing on different levels of reality, all the way up into the 12th dimension, I believe. We had, you know, civilizations that existed there. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the civilizations in the third, fourth, and fifth dimensional levels of reality were destroyed with the Draco. And that was the first time the Draco um, destroyed the first seating within our solar system. The second seating took place when the the uh, founder races uh, or the Galactic Federation under the leadership of the Syrian High Council were instructed to once again seed our solar system during the times of Mu. And then Mu was the original Lemuria. So we had the original civilization, which was Mu, um, which was very, you know, harmonious, very spiritually oriented into, you know, uh, following the laws of one unity consciousness, brotherhood and sisterhood. Uh, and then, of course, after a few million years of coexisting in Mu, um, the Drake also infiltrated Mu and destroyed it oh, i'm sorry no how it happened was they they created atlantis atlantis was like the it was supposed to be the integration of spirituality and, and technology so it was supposed to strike a balance of the two different polarities but unfortunately the atlantean society was infiltrated by the draco approximately 75 million years ago and then that's what led to the destruction of lemuria it was the dracos when they took over the atlantis um they used uh, a very advanced draconian technology known as the ac tractor beam to bring in the second moon because back then we did have two moons and in, in the vicinity of our earth and then they imploded over lemuria uh, back then so you know they were um after the the entire domination of our world and so that failed and then so then the third city third seeding came about um during the times of atlantis and then of course 
you know, the Atlantean civilization was also infiltrated and that failed. And so now we're part of the fourth seating. And according to my research, um, the fourth seating is supposed to be a success because of the fact that the forces of light did win the war in space. And that includes the uh, benevolent secret space programs that have also been instrumental in the war against the dark fleet and the interplanetary corporate conglomerate, and of course, the Orion Empire. So that is the reason why we regained the war or rewon the war in space because of our super soldiers. Our super soldiers were actually the superheroes, and they are considered the superheroes in our galaxy. Everybody up there loves us. <laughs> Very good. Jenny, you have, any, have a question now? You know, <laughs> I might want to turn this a different direction. So, okay. Michael, you would Fine. understand, um, and you're hearing it, and I posted something yesterday on about the Galaxy Federation. I'm, and then don't take offense at this, but I'm sick of hearing about that word because it seems like it's getting put down in the gutter because everybody you hear, everybody's attached to it. Everybody works for it. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, being in the military and spiritually, there's um, this starts at a very early age of knowing this, that this will change within you, develop you in it going through a different type of spiritual boot camp to get into that. So it's not something that we resigned on five years ago. Your soul made a connection with this long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think humans need to get out of the concept that they can't see everything. You know what I'm saying? So like I said on uh, Instagram, it's you got to tell the truth about everything because they can see all that and it's going to be reflected, you know, as humans, we get in the concept, think that we'll be able to deny something or withheld something. That's all being recorded. So I'm just saying in a, the society, I feel like the name of the Galaxy Federation is getting torn into the gutter, you know? And so you're kind of looking at it. What, so I think people are confused of what to believe anymore because it is getting tarnished and everybody's using it daily. But, and it's like there, there's a, no one really has to, believe you know go through a certification of it so i i'm just saying um i don't channel in that way and i i don't desire to because i just found a better source just to go up and get the information and come back down you know um and so i mean that's just something that i feel that you're seeing right now and i can tell you society is getting confused hmm. the real sources of it do you have anything well, to add to that, Ishmael? Yeah, yes. We um, just so recently, um, several members have defected from the Federation uh, and pursuant to the AI agenda. So, as I revealed in other interviews, the ultimate war is not against the Draco, it's against AI, because even the Draco are controlled by the AI. So, we're actually fighting a war beyond the galactic level of reality. We're fighting a cosmic war against this collective AI, known, known by many names, and I won't mention the name. Uh, well, um, I guess I could in this channel, right? It's Rumble? Hi. Okay, so it's called the Animus. The Animus is what we are ultimately fighting, and that is the reason why we on the Earth, the Star Seeds, the Light Warriors, came to this Earth at this time to save the not only the Earth, but to save the entire organic way of life. So according to my understanding, as revealed by some of the commanders that actually informed me is, as to the galactic scenario, that uh, a, a small number of Galactic Federation agents commanders have been seduced and have been defecting from the the positive sending timeline in pursuant to the transhumanist agenda 
And this has a lot to do with Enki. You know, uh, Enki is the bad guy. You know, everything we've learned about him, according to Sakura Sitchin, has been twisted. Uh, because to the Galactics, he was the cosmic vampire. And through his son, Marduk Belial Ball, has been running the Cabal here for thousands of years. So Enki has returned and he has infiltrated certain people. I'm not going to mention their names. And he's using these people as Trojan horses uh, who claim to be Galactic Federation ambassadors, but they have been compromised. And so that's why it's very important to have discernment within the disclosure movement as to uh, what is truth and what is not truth. Because, you know, this is the final battle against evil and it's going to take place here. And we are going to live to see that. And so it's very important to really have that discernment right now as to who's giving the right information because a few people have been compromised due to the fact that a, a small portion of the Federation has defected to join the AI agenda. So we have to be careful. Yeah. So I, I listened to your show a lot with uh, Catherine Edwards, uh, the last one you did with her. And you talked about, because a lot of people are confused about this, because in my memories, when we would come into uh, an, a new planetary uh planet whatever you know uh we would come through a portal and boom there it is and you could see the whole planet you talked about uh and i this is what i have thought for a long time and what resonates with me it's not a flat earth it's not a round earth it's something else you want to talk about that it's a sphere it's a toroidal field uh it's got and that's why it spins you know because everything in the cosmos is in movement uh, there is no rest. Everything is vibrating and is generated through frequencies. So the earth spins as well. And so what we see in the earth uh, is the, ele the electromagnetic field is a result of its torsion field. You know, it comes like a duff nut and it comes right under through the South Pole and then it comes back in again. So everything in the universe is made in that image uh, or at least form that structure. So our earth um, and our planets do revolve our, our, around our sun. We do live in a heliocentric model of reality. Um, that is proven, you know, the fact that they think that our sun is locked in within the dome and the moon and they're fixed stars, um, that is uh, a psyops created by the dark side in order to um, prevent the disclosure from taking place. Because the whole purpose of the disclosure is to understand that we're dealing with endless worlds, other universes, and many dimensions. And so they don't want people to understand that concept. So in a way, from the from a physical perspective, from space, from what I've seen from memories of serving within the programs in Radiant Guardians, is that the Earth is a sphere. It is like a, you know, because it's a torsion field. It's, it, so the physical aspect of it is a sphere. It's it's not flat. And there is no wall and there is no dome. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's all going to come uh, about when the disclosure takes place. And many flat earthers are going to be upset, unfortunately, for them. So... Can I say something about this? Because I've been doing Absolutely. a lot of research. Sure, sure. And, and I get, you know, I get my information from a different way. But the thing is, is when they explain Mars, they're like, hmm, you're looking at Mars up. You're thinking it's up. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, go left. And so I think that um, there's what Spirit has showed me at the bottom, at the very bottom of our planet. And I'm talking about if you're shaped like this, okay? And that they're, they show me these type of uh, gardens, these trees, everything that's like the inner earth, okay? But then they also show me there's a way that you can go in the earth and go out of it. So I'm not saying I believe with everything, but I believe that we have, uh, 
I don't think this world is the size as they're saying it is. It's a lot bigger than what they're describing it to. And I think that'll, and then with the uh, ice capsules around it, I do believe that that's there. There's been pictures of that and there, but there's more underneath the ground than they're ever going to show you. There's what's been living down there, um, you know, generation after generation that is getting to a point that I've talked about that things are going to surface to the top. And so I'm not going to be shocked by anything anymore, but I know that, you know, we're not in, in a complete ball system and everything around it. I do believe that we're not too far from Mars in that situation. So that's how I feel about it. Hmm. Now I've heard you talk about also the, uh, the, the dumbs, they're like subsurface, and then their inner earth is like miles down. You want to talk a little bit about that? Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Sure. So the inner earth is like a honeycomb. It's uh, different layers and caverns where um, there is an inner sun and the inner sun um, um, reflects its universal life force to keep the, um, the beings inside flourish. And they, they see it just like how we see it. You know, they do have a sky, uh, they do have a sun and gravity works invertly there. You know, uh, they also have mountain ridges, they have lakes. It's like a whole new different earth underneath the earth. So it's, it's the way it was designed and most planets actually are hollowed including our moon and that is proven uh within you know the secret space program so basically the inner earth is uh it's it's got different layers inside and so the inhabitants of the inner earth have been also uh working with you know many off-world species benevolent forces to help in the liberation of the surface world because everything's pointing to this time see right now um, our Earth and our solar system is once again getting ready to go into the photon bound, as it does every 26,000 years. So we have these these cycles that take place every every so and so. So we have you know a 25,000 year cycle, which is the revolution of our solar system around Alcyon, and then we have a 226 million year cycle, which is the revolution of Sirius B, which is the binary star system we're a part of with Alcyon, the Pleiadians, and our solar system that collectively revolve around the galactic core in a period of 226 million years. So we're ending those cycles. So, you know, things are about to really change on this earth for the betterment. So it's not just about the ascension of the earth. It's about the ascension of an entire universe. And as I speak right now, the uh, intergalactic courts are already in place, um, not only within our galaxy, these negative alien regressives have nowhere to hide. They are facing trial, you know, um, but it's happening in many galaxies. You know, the Andromeda galaxy, uh, MCR 31, um, you know, Sombrero galaxy, every galaxy is undergoing these trials right now, because as I speak, there's a, a huge house cleansing taking place in the entire universe, so that when this shift takes place, there's going to be a totally new heaven and a totally new earth, and all the negatives are going to be eliminated and transmuted. That's fabulous. Now, I know you've talked about this, the, the solar flash, and let us know the solar flash and uh, like the different levels of uh, um, like fourth dimension, five, five dimension, who goes to these dimensions and why is, why is that? Okay. So 
there are two types of souls on planet Earth. We have the newbie souls that started the evolution from the bottom up. In other words, they were first uh, embodying the consciousness of a mineral and then a plant and then an animal. Okay, those are the newbie souls. And then now they're in the human kingdom. And then we have the old souls. The old souls come from the top down, which I explain in my book as whole light beings through a process of involution, you know, through the lowering of frequency, they become denser and denser. So now we're at that integration point. Okay, so in the ascension, because the... The higher version of the earth that exists in the fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensions is known as Terra. You know, there's five adjacent earths. So this is the lowest part of the earth that we're experiencing. Um, the other one is called Terra, which embodies dimensions four, five, and six. And then there is Gaia, which embodies dimensions seven, eight, and nine. And then there's Aramatena, which embodies dimensions 10, 11, and 12. And then that's what, what that started off this war against AI is that the AI was trying to blow up the 12 dimensional stargate to access the realms of infinity. And then there's Gaia. Gaia is Sophia. It's earth operating in the 15th dimensional reality. Mm -hmm. So what's happening here is that our current civilization is entering the Terra version, which exists in harmonic universe number two, which occupies dimensions four, five, and six. So from what I understand is that the newbie souls, or at least not the wicked, the people that are, not as spiritually evolved that are not the star seeds are going to at least to the fourth dimensional earth and in that dimensional earth we are going to have a star trek type of society we're going to have you know teleporters uh gadgets we're going to have replicators uh, we're going to have holographic uh, regenerators med beds and all this stuff however for the beings that go into the fifth dimensional earth or sixth dimensional earth they are going to be the natural technology as they use more of their dormant dna they're going to be able to manifest things at the speed of light just through thought they're going to be able to traverse the different dimensional planes of reality and the galaxy uh, through their own light body merkaba which is a, which becomes an extension of themselves so they're going to be more rooted in a consciousness-based technology where they're going to be able to fuse their mind with the elements with the crystals in order to um you know travel the different dimensional spheres of reality so everyone's going to different levels and there's also going to be different levels of upgrades uh for the newbie souls they're going to be uh, going up in increments so they are going to be exalted to the level of living for a few hundred years however they're not going to have any superpowers now for the advanced souls like the star seeds they're going to go into the fifth and sixth dimension which is going to allow them to use more uh, genetic material and therefore you know they will have the superpowers so when they are able to interact when they go down in dimensions in order to interact in the fourth dimensional earth with the rest of humanity they're going to appear as gods and angels or goddesses uh this is you know we we see this in the marvel movies we see this in the dc movies all those movies are intended to kind of plant the seed of of the reality that is coming when the ascension takes place so yeah so everyone's going into different levels of of uh upgrades not everyone's going to the same level some of us are going to be in a higher level of upgrades than others and therefore have more powers than others depending on how old your soul is so the oldest of souls are going to be having access to unlimited power they're going to be using 100 of their full genetic material but they're also going to be the most humblest souls and you know they're going to be like the new guardians of universes from this earth wow fabulous jenny can i say something about that sure so it coincides with his stuff so and sometimes when I channel, it's not because I'm looking for something, it just happens. So I sh Gaia showed me in the inner earth, and she says, this is where the fountain of youth is, this is where the trees are, this is where everything is neutralized. And she showed me, and then she shows me, I'm going off earth and I'm taking my animals off earth. You know, it wasn't by chance, but I mean, what he's saying coincides with what I've seen visually at the bottom and how they're describing things and how things are ascending up for a certain reason. Mm. So... um 
And so being down there, seeing and they expressing, showing plants, flowers that are one to two feet big, you know what I'm saying? And the waters are a deeper green in a different way and they're self-healing stones and everything. So the, that world down there is just completely different because it's, it's untouched by um, our hands in the way of um, desecrating. You know, it's all natural growing. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm glad that that's there and, you know, maybe we shouldn't have accessed it because what would, we, what would we have done to it? So now we're at a portion that everything's been secured down there and now it's surfacing to the top. So it's pretty neat what I see at the bottom of there. Oh, beautiful. So that it, is so true. Go ahead. That is so true, Benny. Um, the inner earth was, um, the inner earth uh, was uncorrupted by the surface world. Yeah. And they have been living uncorrupted for thousands of years. In fact, they, they were able to uh, wits, to maintain and preserve the Lemurian, Syrian, Lyrian way of life, not the Draco way of life. And so they've been waiting for us to kind of uh, reach that level of spiritual maturity in order for them to reunite with us. And yes, it's, it's not just going to be a galactic reunion with our star families and sisters from, from the many advanced worlds, benevolent races, but it's also going to be a reunion with the inner earth uh, people that have been, uh, in a way, also monitoring you know, events in the surface world and, and working with the Earth Alliance and the Whiteheads as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you, and your book, uh, Our Cosmic Origins, uh, there's one chapter that, was, that really drew my attention. I haven't been able to read it yet. Uh, the rise of Homo Nauticus, the angels among us. You want to talk a little bit about that? It sounds very intriguing. Yeah. So according to the original prophecies, uh, not the biblical uh, translations or the you know modern day scriptures, which were heavily modified. Uh, the original oracles talked about how at the end of the fourth world age and at the beginning of the fifth world age, which they were referring to now at the end of the cycle, they call it that and it, from the existing human race a group of people would emerge with superpowers and they would be the ones that would eliminate the beast, which is AI and bring forth and usher in a golden age and through their abilities, you know, they're going to be like X-Men superhuman powers. They're going to have these abilities. So the age of superheroes is here. You know, we are going to witness this, this new reality. So in that chapter, I talk about how scientists have uh, for many years now predicting the rise of the next stage of human evolution. So based on, on sudden jumps or sudden mutations that have taken place in the past, they believe that um, our, what so-called junk DNA could actually be our, you know, some sort of potential for us to be at a level beyond human. And so they predicted that sometime around the beginning of the 21st century, um, we should be witnessing the rise of what they call Homo Nauticus and Homo Galacticus. Now, uh, according to the Luciferian uh, version of that, that's what they call transhumanism. So instead of doing it organically by the activation of our dormant DNA, the dark forces are doing it by merging us with machine, merging us with the technology. Uh, in a way of uh, to also allow us to have these supernatural abilities, but through the technology. So there are two uh, competing versions of what they call human 3.0. There is the natural organic version, which is the transformation of the um, current human species into angelic humanoids, immortals. And then there is the transhumanist uh, path, which has a lot to do with the merging of humans with technology to create, you know, this next stage of human 3.0. So those are the two competing versions of human 3.0. Excellent. That's kind of interesting. Um, 
Michael, can I talk about something with that here? You're bringing that up. So I've been getting downloads of the clones that are here, the AI clones, clones, organic clones, they call them. And they say that um, at one time, in some point, that you will see their whole connection severed and they will fall in the streets on the ground. Okay. And then where it doesn't matter where you are in the world and this just collapses. And at that point, uh, of course, people will be in hysteria about it. But then you're really going to know who was really human and who was not, and who was formed and who was not. And so I, and they keep showing, they're just going to start shoveling them up and loading them up and then getting them out of the area. And then that reality is really going to hit hard. So they've been showing me that for a while. So some of them, the clones are saying they're, they're organic clones and they're AI. So there's different sources of them and everything and what they look like humanoid or whatever but they're saying how they're going to collapse because once that's severed way above it's done hmm. what do you th what do you think about the ishmael i think that's very accurate because the high intensity of these uh, class uh, wave cmes that are coming in is making it impossible for these npcs and inorganics to exist in the natural world hmm. so jenny could be you know, hitting it on the jackpot with the idea of these people just dropping like dead people because their their energy isn't being sustained by fifth dimensional, you know, energies. Uh, the earth is shifting, you know, the only the organics are going to be able to go into the fifth dimensional or fourth and fifth dimensional and up, not the inorganics. So that makes perfect sense. And I think that has also a lot to do with, you know, five 5G versus 5G, right? 5G supports the transhumanist agenda, human 3.0, right? And then 5D supports the natural organic um, upgrades of human 2.0 into human 3.0. So that's right. kind of interesting. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I love love this conversation because uh, I think a lot of people are going to get out a lot out of it. Because uh, when I, probably all of us, when we first started to awaken to our abilities, uh, we're like felt alone, and then we started to connect. Like when I, when I hear Jenny talk, I'm like, ah, oh, that's amazing because I do remote viewing, but she does remote viewing in a different way. And I, I, and I love to hear her, her take on stuff because you know, it's, it's a, we're all individual and we all have uh, unique gifts and uh, you're doing that as well. Ishmael, uh, amazing what you're sharing. I think that's going to help uh, awaken a lot of people. So the solar flash comes in, uh, basically uh, shifts the earth into uh, a new dimensional realm. Uh, what, what are the, what are that, what does that look like? What does 4d and 5d look like for people? And you're talking about, uh, like the superhero type abilities that are coming through. Give us a little idea of what all that looks like. It's exactly how we see it in these superhero movies. You know, you're, you're going to have fourth dimensional earth with, uh, people that are going to live for a few hundred years. They're still being up, upgraded, but in increments. Mm -hmm. Um, then you're gonna have the fifth dimensional uh, world and sixth dimensional earth with people that are already at the level of superhuman abilities, uh, because they're going to be using uh, more than 25% of their genetic material. I think in the fifth dimension, we go up to 50%. Um, and that also has to do with, uh, the idea of going from a carbon based DNA to a crystalline based DNA. Mm -hmm. And so that is already in effect, you know, there, as I speak, uh, there is a genetic mutation taking place from a carbon based to a, to a crystalline. So the way I see it is that, um, the fifth dimensional, fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensional Earth is already here. It's just existing at a different vibrational frequency. So we're not going anywhere. Uh, we're staying here. We're, all we're doing is just shifting from one level of reality to the next within a split second when this flash takes place. So we're not even tasting death. Our bodies are just going to be upgraded naturally. 
Yeah, so we're still going to look the same, except uh, if we look over 30, uh, for us that are in our 40s and 50s, we're going to regress back to looking 30. And that's how we'll know that we're in the new Earth. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about the elusive state. So this is the human's concept. They think everything looks like a human. It doesn't. And even when I'm channeling um, information, they all, they're very elusive states. I mean, let, let me give you, a, if you guys can see that example, it's... It's a very elusive um, energy. Like this is a being that they're showing. Everything's dimensional. Energy goes in, energy goes out. Frequency goes in. So everything's elusive state. It is not in a flesh and bone concept. And I think the, the features of humans and all that stuff, people are getting wrapped in that concept and they don't look like that anymore. They're mm. changing on what they, and we have to accept the veil of understanding and that's why when I go up, I always ask them, show me at your original form, because we have to get used to something different changing that does not look like humans. And I think that's a part of society that has to start to work on that veil of understanding of how they really look. They don't, they're not these attractive, hot looking aliens all the time. They're, oh, that's going to be, oh my God, that's not what they look like. You know, so I'm just saying that, um, you have to accept the energy first and then allow that energy to be comfortable showing its true self and knowing that you can accept its real features. Just saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've same thing when I go into some deep meditations or, or do remote views, I see, I say, I see beings that are mostly of light and so forth, uh, on the higher dimensions. So that's makes total sense. And, and um, originally, we, we did um, have uh, a light body. It's called the Adam Catman. So originally, did, we did look like that, just like those pictures that Jenny showed. But as we continued in this evolutionary process, we became denser and denser. So this is what we look like in our densest form. But it's all part of the light energy frequency. You know, as we go up in dimensions, we do become more, more light, you know, more uh, light oriented without a human face. But yeah, we still have the torso. We still have the head, the two arms and two legs. It's not like we become like a spider looking creature, you know. <laughs> In our, in our cosmic origin, you talk about uh, the return of the host of heaven and the establishment of the office of the Christ. And that's what's happening right now. Um, as I speak, you know, the entire uh, fleets uh, of representing the different uh, groups, uh, not only within our galaxy, but for, within many galaxies are here to secure the ascend ascending timeline. And so when this happens, we are going to be, you know, reintroduced to the galactic community. And so that's what I mean in that chapter is the return of the host of heaven is really the return of the galactics back to the earth to co-mingle with man as it did during the times of Atlantis, where mankind and the earth will once again be walking uh, side by side with galactic beings. And that's part of the uh, restoration of the planet. Now, what I call the office of the Christ has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with the establishment of the uh, Christ consciousness principles back to the earth as they existed before the fallen Elohim. Uh, took over the affairs of the earth. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Jeannie. Well, you know, and uh, that's the thing is these, um, you know, when I get the angelic presence and everything like that, people think again, human size, human, you know, capability and any, any type of angelic presence that's ever been around or feel in this realm is like they're giants. They're just huge beings. People think, they look like giants. They do. And um, 
like I said, I mean, we're, we've got to get out of that human concept and go accept it as it is and don't be in fear when you it is presenting in front of you. So I, I think they're already here. And when I feel, you know, this level of that, you know, it was way up there and it wasn't descending down and we were having these problems, I'm feeling the angelic energy is here now, observing. And it's just because we can't see it in front of us because we're in this three dimension and we're not trying to see their true identity because we want to look through our two eyes and that's a distraction. And if you look through the one eye, you will see so much more by acceptance, by energy first. That's so true, Jenny. That is so true. They are already here living among us. And the only people who have uh, their third eye fully activated are able to perceive them. And it's interesting that you say that they're giants because, you know, the more strands of DNA we use, the taller we become. At 12 strand DNA, we're going to be seven to eight feet tall. At 24 strands of DNA, we're going to be anywhere from 15 to 24 feet tall. At uh, 30 or 48 strands of DNA, we are, I think uh, we reach up to a level of height where we're almost 48 meters, like tall, like a building. And then with, so yeah, depending on how many strands of DNA we use, we actually become taller and taller. And that explains why the earth used to be a super earth known as Tiamat. And back then um, we were, you know, anywhere from 16 to 48 feet tall because we were using more than 12 strands of DNA, or at least the species that occupied, you know, the earth when the earth was a super earth. And that explains all the relics and all the findings of these skeletal, skeletal bones that, uh, that reach anywhere from 16 feet to 36 feet. You know, because those were the inhabitants of the super earth known as Tiamat. Very, very interesting. So Tiamat is, I always thought it was, uh, it was just completely destroyed, but you're saying the earth was part of Tiamat? Well, it was destroyed. It it was destroyed when the Draco infiltrated it. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened was the, um, the peaceful, benevolent extraterrestrial races um, knew ahead of time that the, that the Draco were launching a preemptive strike against them. And so right before they did that, the galactic federation ship known as the Pegasus was able to um, capture or, or rescue all the benevolent beings from Tiamat. And then that's when Nibiru came and by orders of the Syrian High Council, because it was infested with the Draco, it blew up Tiamat. And part of Tiamat became the asteroid belt, which what we call the hammer bracelet belt, according to Sumerian tablets. And then a portion of Tiamat later evolved into the earth that we exist today, because even planets reincarnate like we do. You know, the original Earth, actually, if you want to be technical, it originated in Lyra and the uh, cosmic sector of Sirius B on a star system called Vega. That's where the original Earth began. Yeah, that's that's fascinating because I, I've been told and I have that that feeling because I have a connection with uh, Sirius B and uh, an entity that's there, seventh dimensional being. I feel that we, we're kind of same soul. But uh, I, I was told that we came from Sirius B and inhabited earth and i always thought that was kind of interesting but you look at the uh the pacific ocean the ring of fire and it's like you know it seems to be like a wound or something so that kind of it kind of makes sense that uh you know maybe it uh it, it evolved out of that or came from series b and uh was placed here absolutely yes and and our stars helios uh is also uh, a part of the family of series b as, along with Alcyon which is the central sun of the Pleiades. So together with Alcyon and Sirius B, we represent the uh, family of light in our galaxy. And that's the arm we represent. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. You're just like revelation after revelation. It's like, <laughs> I look at your book. I'm like, ah, and now you're, 
I watch all your other shows. I'm like, ah, now you're, you're doing it again. It's like, uh, it's, it's fantastic. So it's, it's amazing because everyone should be watching that. These aren't, we didn't coordinate these, these questions and you're just like, boom, 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 just, just in deep, deep information. It's not like surface level stuff. You go deep and I, I can tell everyone, cause I've been watching you for a little while that you have a lot more. There's a lot more cause you're just trying to keep it at a certain level. Uh, during the show and I appreciate that but yeah this is this is absolutely amazing Ginny well I, I the thing is it's and I think with uh, Islam too is the fact that it's not something that's hard for him to access it's right there it's just a millisecond and you know the information because it just comes in and your right brain and boom mm -hmm. so that's why I mean when I do shows I just don't I'm just like let it happen the way it is because the information is going to come so it's not hard to download the information in seconds so absolutely the mindset absolutely uh ismail is there anything else you want to share before we we wrap this up i want to keep it under an hour so i can uh, share it on my other platforms but man it it feels like we've been talking for a couple hours there's so much information's <laughs> come through that's unbelievable <laughs> so, so how can people reach you if uh, they want to we'll, we'll put the link to your book uh in the description box and we put it in the chat so uh, any other way? Oh, yeah, they could reach me on Instagram. Uh, I'm under Project Restoration Zion and then number one at the end. So it's all one word, Project Restoration Zion 1. And that's my only account. I have uh, hundreds of other uh, imposters that are trying to pretend to be me. Mm. Um, uh, so my account has, I think it's got a little over 30,000 uh, followers. So if, if you click on that account, if it has 30,000 followers, it's me. If it's got under 30,000 followers, it's not me. Um, I'm also reachable. Um, I guess that's my only platform right now. I, I, I really rarely use Facebook, uh, Twitter, or TikTok, even though I do have those, but I really, I'm not too tech savvy. So it took me a while just to learn Instagram, but I, I mainly post on Instagram for those that want to continue to uh, learn about my daily downloads, you know, with the galactics and stuff, I'm always putting out information. Um, you could also, um, if you want to go deeper into this and identify which star race you resonate with, or if it's several star races, I also teach a online star seed cosmology course. That has been very beneficial for people who um, have been, you know, wanting to know their origin, their stellar galactic origin. Uh, it is an, a class that activates you because I also teach you techniques and methods that allow you to reach or connect with your galactic self as well. Um, I can give you the link for that for those that are interested in my course. Uh, I am booked all the way to, to November. Um, just to get, let you guys know, it's it's that good. <laughs> Man, all of my... my the the people that have taken it in the month of june and july are like blown away with the uh in debt information that i provided those courses but again you know i'm doing it because i think that we are living in a time where everybody needs to understand why we came here why we volunteer to come here and, and also um how to reconnect with our you know other higher version self so that we could um, be involved in this multi-dimensional integration that is now taking place um and um what else what else Oh, yeah, that's it. You know, just Instagram. I got my book and then I'm doing my courses. So I can give you, you know, the links to to those uh, in, in for the descriptions if you want. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Thanks. And Jenny Lee, how uh, can people reach you? Well, it's just my website. Everything's accessible to my website and it leads you to YouTube and everything else. So www.jennyssight.net. Everything, everything, all the documentation, everything you need is there. Yeah, you have a lot on that side. I'm like, whoa. When I first looked at it, I was like, geez. Yeah, it's just easier to put everything there. Girl's deep. <laughs> That's good. 
All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. This has been an absolutely fabulous show. Uh, I, you guys rocked it. I, I, I appreciate and love both of you guys. So uh, look forward to uh, seeing your work in the future. And uh, thanks for everyone that joined us. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Oh,